Hey everybody, welcome to Cincinnati Real Producers Podcast, powered by Nextdoor Photos. I'm Patrick Braddock, owner and publisher of Cincinnati Real Producers. And I'm Daniel Ziegler, owner of Nextdoor Photos. Every week, we're getting to know Cincinnati's top realtors. Our goal is to elevate and inspire the real estate community throughout greater Cincinnati. Right. Well, today we have Michelle Sloan, the broker owner of Remax Time. Michelle has been selling real estate since 2005 and has won numerous awards on local, statewide, and national stages for her continued success in real estate sales. In her career as a solo agent, she has completed over 675 transactions worth an impressive $196 million in sales. She has averaged more than $10 million in sales each year over the past 18 years in the business. Five years ago, Michelle opened her own brokerage and continues to sell real estate in addition to being a mentor to other agents. She is also a real estate expert on Cincinnati radio and television. Michelle is a proud member of the Remax Hall of Fame and on her way to lifetime achievement honors at Remax. Welcome to the show, Michelle Sloan. Thank you. Boom. Glad to be here. here. Yeah. We were talking before we started. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking before we started about how when we started Real Producers, you were one of the one of the few that picked up the phone. So I <laughs> I appreciate you from five years ago. Yeah, and, one uh, of the original. There yeah. was a lot of change going on in both of our lives no five years kidding, ago. Right? <laughs> no kidding. So Daniel, you want to get started, man? We'll uh, we'll yeah. dive right in. No, this is awesome. I'm excited because this is the first time I'm meeting you. So mm-hmm. I'm, we're this is all genuine. I'm getting to know you, and, and I think our listeners are going to enjoy our conversation as okay. well. So as someone who knows nothing about you, tell me about your past, maybe before you got into real estate, what, what your life looked like and what you were doing then. Yeah, real estate is a second career for me. I started out in broadcast journalism, uh, went to Bowling Green State University and graduated. I worked in a number of newsrooms uh, across the Midwest area. I was in Milwaukee and West Virginia, Toledo, Ohio. Wow. And when my husband's job brought us to Cincinnati, that's when I decided, okay, time for a change. So I was in the broadcast journalism industry for about 17 years. Wow. And then, yeah, that makes me really old. <laughs> <laughs> and now, so, and I, now I've been in real estate longer than I was in broadcast journalism so um it's it's interesting the the changes that i've made in my life and you know we're just continuing to grow and get better i think (laughs) that's awesome that's uh, interesting you say that i i not to cut you off at all daniel but like 17 years in the industry i mean that's a lot of times people say well why why change now so what was what was the motivation to, or what was the thought process when you switched over and decided to take that leap into real estate? Honestly, I had two small children at the time yeah. when we moved to Cincinnati. I wanted to be a little bit more flexible in my schedule. And, you know, I was a little naive, to be very <laughs> honest, to think that I was going to be able to just 
you know, have my own life, create my own schedule. I was not nine to five anymore. And actually in broadcast journalism, when I was working in newsrooms, it's a 24 seven type Mm. situation. We are always on, we're always learning about what's going on. There's always an accident. There's always some drama going on in the world or locally that you have to know about. I was a news director in Toledo. So I was in charge of a staff and a large budget and you know i was the boss which i have found that i'd like to be the boss and yeah. five years ago i became the boss again <laughs> <laughs> when i opened remax time that's awesome yeah that is awesome Fantastic. so so you you had the two small children and you were kind of hoping for more flexibility or a little more flexibility less, yeah. and at the time i was really just burnt out yeah. yeah for the for the most part and i thought okay and let's let's see what else i can do and at the time mm. Um, and again, Scott's my partner. We have been married for 35 years. And again, that makes me really old. <laughs> but um, we are true partners in the sense that he is really good at fixing things during our lives together. We've renovated kitchens and bathrooms together and we're still married, which wow. is unusual. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, right. And um So it's just, it was something, real estate was a huge interest. And we thought at the time in 2005, the market was great. Mm -hmm. You know, we could buy some properties and we were looking to flip. Mm -hmm. Well, I got my real estate license because that was going to save us some money. If we were going to do this on an ongoing basis, I was going to help buy the properties. He was going to help fix them up and then I was going to sell them. Well, then... um, shit hit the fan <laughs> if we can say that there's no other way to say that yeah right? yeah it hit yeah. the fan in 2008 and 2009 so at that point i went to specifically just real estate selling real estate and i found out i was really really good at it awesome. and every year even through the recession my business grew and grew and grew because i treated it like a business and i think that's one thing that some agents when they just have all of this time they don't treat real estate as a business and you have to be really disciplined Mm -hmm. and that's what i talk to my agents about and if i'm ever talking to any agents about what you can do in your career to be better at it you just you have to work at it you can't just expect that people will come to you and say oh michelle i like you yeah Um, I'd like you to help sell my house. There's definitely more to it. And I think that's what's missing in some agents. They just have to have an internal drive. And I think as we were prepping for this, I told you I'm a workaholic. And so, you know, working seven days a week, I was used to that in the broadcast journalism, working in TV newsrooms. I was used to working 24 seven. And that's what I, that's what I do. So that's what I do now too. (laughs) When we talk about all the hats that you wear, mm-hmm. so in those first few years before, you know, it hit the fan, um, <laughs> do you, did you find yourself having, having time with your kids being able to stay, take a step back? And, I did. And I relax? don't think I stepped back. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I did, but I was able to be there for the school meetings. Sure. I was able to carve out time if they were sick. I could go to the doctor's appointments, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that kind of stuff. So that was what made it really um, 
it was perfect for me in mm-hmm. my lifestyle. And then when I had to go work in the evening show properties or weekends, my husband was home. Right. So I could have the flexibility during the day, which I needed and wanted to be with my kids. You know, I was able to be a Girl Scout mom. I was able to do mm. the things with my kids. You know, my son was in bowling when he was in high school. I was able to go to his little bowling matches. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> And so, and it's interesting because those little babies, my son is now 29 and he's in the business with me now. So he's joined the family business, That's which is great. very exciting. That's great. <laughs> that is yeah, awesome. You mentioned that two years ago, two years yes. ago he jumped in. So, yeah. so, um, the, the team has grown and it's a family business. It is. How has that, how has that helped you with the brokerage? Um, it's interesting because he's still finding his way. Is he? Yeah. Um, Madison is my son and he got his license two years ago. He was previously working as property manager because my husband and I, again, we wear all these hats, right? We have 20 rental properties. So Madison has always been, he takes after his dad. He's, he's a good fixer guy and he will go if a toilet needs fixed or light needs changed or whatever thermostat he did replace the thermostat this week so you know he's able to do that stuff and so he's been the property manager he's been in real estate honestly for way longer than the two years he's been a licensed agent and then even this year (laughs) and again it's 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 the workaholic in me i think but also trying to see what the future looks like Mm -hmm. um i opened time property management which is kind of right along the way. I thought, well, we're already managing 20 properties and Madison's helping me do that. Let's take on other people's um, investment properties Mm -hmm. and help them. So in the last year, we opened a new business and we're helping do property management for individuals who own uh, single family homes, not really large properties. Yeah, Yeah. You weren't kidding. That is a lot of hats. You know, and and because I'm on the radio too, I could probably just. You guys don't even need to talk. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> I was just let you go. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> I knew this was going to be such an easy interview. <laughs> That's great. So going back to the the idea, part of why you got into real estate, looking for some of that flexibility. This is a question, genuine. Hopefully, it's not too leading here, but no. I have this hunch that um, that real estate has maybe become less flexible, um, especially lately. In the sense that, like, the pace of things is so much faster that, mm-hmm. like, when your buyers need to see, a, want to see a property, they need to get in there quick because there's right. going to be offers that fast. Is that, do you think that that pace has increased and made things less flexible or am I way off base? No, I think it is. It has become less flexible because agents have to be so reactive mm-hmm. and so available at all hours, even more so than before. Right. 2008, 2009, it wasn't unusual for a home to be on the market for a year. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's on the market for a day, <laughs> it's crazy. So right. there was, a, it was really interesting because at one point in, when I was working at Sipsy Klein, I was carrying like 20 listings at a time. Wow. And they would be on the market for a while. That mm-hmm. was normal. Yeah. Now, if we have two or three listings, they're usually sold so quickly. You don't have any inventory. And this is the same way, you know, with the entire industry. There's just yeah. no inventory. So right. it has definitely become a faster pace, in my opinion. You have to work a lot harder. 
Mm-hmm. Although some people think, some sellers think, oh, it's just so easy. Right. I talked to somebody just this week and he said, oh, you know, I we just you just need to stick a sign in the yard. I'm like, mm, it's not that simple because there's so many things along the way. And there are so many reasons why buyers get out of properties mm-hmm. once they get under contract. There's so many things that are happening. It's. It is a lot more than just sticking a sign in yeah. the yard. I mean, I think they see it go pending so quickly, but then there's you know inspections. There's all these different things. When people are having to act that quickly, they're making decisions. There's a lot of regrets. Yeah, there's exactly. There's a ton sure. of regret out so there. So navigating all of that yeah. is the part that they don't see and understand. Mm-hmm. It is well, a lot more complex. It's the tip of the iceberg type of you know analogy, right? Mm-hmm. You see the tip of the iceberg, but you don't see the relationships that Michelle has built over the last 20 years. Right. As to why people are coming in and looking or taking their clients through your house. Yeah. Because you're reputable and you you have those connections to be able to say, hey, we've got a four bedroom, two bath, whatever. Come on by, you know, and it's like a lot of the regular a lot of consumers just don't understand that. Mm -hmm. I've never been in a business more relational than real estate. And it's so, so true that who, you know, and and everything like that in this industry makes a difference. And I think you can probably attest to that, like. Sometimes putting your sign does help when it's the person's name on that sign too, you know, like you've built such a great business over the years. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. So I, 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 I really feel blessed yeah. too. You know, it's a lot of hard work. Some people think it's luck. I think it's just a lot of hard work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And there could be a little bit, I mean, I, I think I like, I think hard work pays 98% of it. And mm-hmm. sometimes there's 2% luck, you know, like, it's pretty lucky to go through the COVID era and not really have to do much to sell a house and everybody gets into the industry then. Right. And now everybody's getting out of the industry. Correct. <laughs> now that we're back to normal. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's close. just interesting. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, so it is. And it, and as far as real estate is concerned, you know, I'm looking at the last 20 years and it's definitely a roller coaster. It's different mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of the year, we can see the differences. So mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I think sellers don't understand is there's been an awful lot of changes. If you haven't sold a home in the last 10 or 15 years, there's been an awful lot of changes yeah. in the industry. Yeah. And you may think on the outside, it looks really easy. Again, I like to I like to tell people it's just it's just not as simple as you might think. Right. Well, thinking about the hard work part, I think you're you're dead on, Patrick. And you said that you know you got some of that work ethic, you know, and that working twenty four seven from yeah. your your previous job. And I'm kind of wondering, were there any other kind of uh, skills or, or habits or things that you learned in your first career that you brought into the real estate that has helped you in your success? Oh, absolutely. So in broadcast journalism, I would research stories. Mm. In real estate, I research homes. Yeah. And so, and I feel like, and we're, re- we're always researching people, identities, you know, homes, history. So I do find a lot of similarities. I find a lot of similarities in, again, the hard work, the 24 seven, having to be available when our clients need us. And they honestly, a lot of the clients today, and I have to be really careful here, <laughs> But I do think there's not as much loyalty Mm. as there might have been years ago. Sure. And so we are seeing more and more that if 
Michelle, you're not available when I call you. I'm going to call somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's one reason why having my son in the business, and if I'm not available, I can always say, my son can help you with this. We'll work together. We will get you under contract. We'll show you this property, whatever needs to be done. And it, it is hard. It's just, it's changing every day. And you have to be able to be flexible. I think with my previous job, I had to be flexible at all times. You had to be able to, if there was a fire, you had to move right now. You know, if there's a listing, we have to move right now. <laughs> right. Yep. So there's a lot, There really, in my opinion, there's a ton of similarities. Yeah, it really is. Adapt to change, right? Like, yes. No day's the same. And, and that's what I love about it, because a little bit of the ADD not able to sit still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having to create new businesses every couple of years. Right. right. No <laughs> just, but we're just building upon, building upon one yeah. after another, after another. So, you know, it makes it very, um, it, it's it's fun. It's really fun. And it affords me now a little bit of extra time mm-hmm. if I need it. And I have backup now with my son so I can travel a little bit. Uh, I can play golf, which I love to do. And so it's just, it's not 100% real estate, Yeah, but it's an awful lot. It's a really big part of my life for sure. sure. Yeah. Well, I love the, I love the integration of both professions into one. So segueing to like your weekly updates on 700 WLW, mm-hmm. you have your own show on Sundays. And 55 KRC. Yeah. So Sunday it's, at like, four. Mm-hmm. it's, it's been kind of cool to, and it's fascinating for me right? when we came in and watched you with, with, with Scott, your mm-hmm. husband. Um, and I think he's, he's also a genius mind. If I do say so. Oh, he's he's he, the smartest man in the room. It is just like And he he clicks he clicks faster than anybody that I know. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mean, and he's I, always learning too. You know, that's yeah. the one thing. We're always trying to stay on top of what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does twenty four seven. So mm-hmm. we're both a bit of a workaholic, so it works out. Yeah. But yeah, I've been able to and that was the other thing. You're right. Um integrating the two careers and being able to take my broadcast journalism and being on the radio or being on, uh, just last week I was on with John Matteris, channel nine, um, recorded a couple of interviews with him about the real estate industry. So I love, you know, being the boss and being the expert and keeping up with what's happening, uh, so that I can provide those sound bites that, will tell the real story of what's happening in the real estate world. Sure. And I like your education behind it too, because I know you've brought on um, real estate lawyers, you've brought on different mm-hmm. industry professionals Absolutely. to talk about, you know, different dynamics of the industry and, and what what people should look for and stuff like that. I just think the education, especially now, mm-hmm. is huge for a consumer. It is. You know, knowing that the mortgage rates have gone up, but this isn't, you it's know. not the end of the world. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. No. So. No, and there's always going to be change. Mm-hmm. And if you don't adapt to that change, again, that's what I, the mentoring that I like to do with agents and growing my business and my brokerage, adding agents who are interested in being part of something bigger than themselves, mm-hmm. uh, helping them grow in their business. And I tell every single agent that I interview, I want your business to be more successful than I ever was. 
So a lot of people have, they haven't gotten there yet, <laughs> but they're working on it. And I want to encourage the agents to do that. Um, it's a different time. So yeah. it, it's, it's interesting. Well, to it's think not an in easy industry regardless no. of the time, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, that's cool. I love that you enjoy that mentoring, that coaching of oh, new do. agents. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite kind of story that comes out of out of that experience or over the past few years? I know you've only been at it. There is actually. So uh, Danelle Shepard is an agent who I was able to bring on, uh, I think, three years ago, maybe four years ago. And he had big goals, big dreams. He wanted to become a broker. He wanted to, he was already licensed in Ohio and Kentucky. And so in the course of trying to pump him up, he's been able to get his broker's license. So he's a, an associate broker at the firm. He's also a, a primary broker in Kentucky for our office. Well, so nice. now, again, we as we grow, we're able to serve Northern Kentucky in addition to the Cincinnati market. Oh, so our business is growing. My encouragement, I think, and I, I believe in him. He has that drive that you would hope every agent has mm -hmm. to better themselves and continue to grow and learn. Learning is so important in this mm -hmm. industry and I think probably most industries, but sure. learning the real estate world and staying on top of it is so very important. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you already mentioned, I mean, because if for no other reason, then things are continuing to change and every year is different. Like mm -hmm. You have to stay on top of all yeah, of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Education is key to um, continuing yeah. growing your business. And that kind of rolls into the secret sauce question that we have for you. <laughs> you know, like education is so important, but is there anything else that you would be um, willing to share for any real estate agent for that matter? Yeah, as I would at any real estate agent, I would tell them, you just have to be yourself. You know, that's what I, I'm genuinely the same person when I'm on the radio, when I'm sitting in front of a client, when I'm talking to my agents, you have to be truly genuine. And you said it, you said it, you have to build relationships. Mm -hmm. You also, here's the secret sauce. You ready? As a real estate agent, you have to answer the phone Boom. <gasps> answer the phone it How seems simple. so silly and so simple but it's true mm -hmm. because you don't answer that call guess what someone else will and then they'll get that opportunity that you missed yep. and it happens every single time now we get so many junk calls yes. that we get so many people trying to sell us stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> that it's hard to figure out okay uh, should I answer it? It's an unknown number. It's potential spam. Right. But I tell my agents, and I've done this my entire career, I've answered the phone and had opportunities that I never, ever would have had if I let it ring and go to voicemail. And maybe they wouldn't leave a message because they would call the next agent on right. the list. Again, right. that goes to the loyalty, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. There's not that loyalty. So if Michelle's not available, I'm going to go find somebody else. Yep. And so answer the phone. That's my secret sauce. Segue back to the beginning of this episode when <laughs> I said, you're one of the few that answered their phone. I I <gasps> Look at that. So, and my phone is ringing right now. How wild is that? Uh -oh. <laughs> no, that's good. So yeah, that is so awesome. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can totally relate to that. I mean, I'm in real estate photography and so it's the same way, you know, our clients are you guys. And if I don't answer that phone, they're going to call the next photographer. It's yeah. the same thing. Absolutely. And, and I'm the same way too. Like I get so many spam calls. So it's like, it really, is really hard. I really right don't want to pick it up, but you no, know, is it going to be a political call? Is it going to mm -hmm. be a sales call? Is it just going to be a random robo call? Yeah, robo and, and it is very, very frustrating. But guess what? All you have to do is say hello. Yep. You find out it's somebody just wanting to sell you something. Take me off your list. Sorry. Bye -bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, you take my calls though, please. Take my yeah. calls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't yeah. do a lot of cold calling, I'll be honest. Yeah. That's never been my bag. Mm -hmm. It always a warm introduction is mm -hmm. better. Oh, and better. I do get quite a few calls from people, obviously, that I don't know that listen to me on the radio yeah. and think that, okay, you know. You you seem real and genuine, mm -hmm. and you seem to know what you're talking about. Right. So sure. that's the key. Oh, exactly. Well, I think consistency too is yeah. is key. The fact that you're on every week, you're giving those updates. It'd be one thing if it was like a quarterly thing, but the fact that you're able to get in front of people on a weekly basis. And, yeah, consistency you know, is yeah. definitely that's yeah, awesome. It is yeah for sure. Okay, cool. So let's dive into let's dive into you a little bit more. Um, how like what do you what do you like to do outside of real estate because i know like when we talk about being relational people join people right mm -hmm. so what is what is michelle doing when she's off the clock in the few minutes that you have <laughs> <on the> clock? <laughs> well it's interesting because you know for this you asked me to pull out some photos and you know you look through your life on your phone through the photos and i noticed there's a lot about activities and things that I do with my agents in the office, whether it be volunteering or going to lunch or having a meeting or doing education, all those kinds of things, the camaraderie that we have in the office. So that's obviously a big part of my photo album of life, yeah. which I kind of felt like I gave you my photo <laughs> album of life. Uh, the, my favorite pictures to take are of my dogs. I have two Tibetan terriers, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Oh my gosh, I love it. And um, love those little bubbles so much. And uh, it, it, they've been through some health issues, mm -hmm. which, you know, is never a good thing because just like I have two children, I have two human children and then I have two pet children yeah, absolutely. <laughs> who, who rely on me to this day. So yeah. uh, it's, I love my dogs. Um, I'd love to golf. Hmm. Uh, my girlfriend and I will go golfing. Scott and I will golf together, you know, uh, years ago when we saw a lot of couples breaking up after the kids left the house, those empty nesters mm -hmm. who couldn't stay together because the only reason why they were staying together was because of the kids. Mm -hmm. We decided, okay, what is something that we can do together that we can do on into quote unquote retirement? Sure. And golf was our solution. And we took lessons, we learned how to do it proper. And we try to golf as much as possible in the summer. And then we will take our clubs wherever we go on vacation. So we've taken our clubs to Cancun. Hmm. We've taken, so again, even when we're on vacation, we like to be doing something. Sure. I can't just sit still and lay in the sun. It's right. just, 
Yeah. That's just boring to me. I was going to mention that because I've seen <laughs> pictures of you golfing all over the world. And I'm like, man, that looks like a great golf course. Like that looks yeah, like a lot of fun. We did. We went to California last year. Um, it's just, it's part of, again, the story of my life and pictures is golfing with friends, seeing cool new places. Mm-hmm. Um, we do love to travel. We've been to Italy a couple of times now. We didn't take our clubs to Italy, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we've we're we're planning the next great vacation. That's great. Yeah. So wherever that is in the world, and and again, we real estate has been able to afford for us to be able to afford to go on these trips right. and enjoy our lives, and while we're still healthy mm-hmm. and you know we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of it That's and awesome. i think that on to the future so let's see the pictures were the dogs golf trips and work that's yeah, my that's, that's my life. four things. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, four pillars of life. <laughs> it right kind there. of well, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> Two part question for you, following up on the travel yeah. and the golf. So, mm-hmm. favorite golf course that you've ever played, oh. and then second would be your favorite trip or location that you've traveled to. And they don't have to be one the same, but they could. Yeah, they're not though. Yes, I will say the Isle of Capri hmm. in Italy was the most gorgeous, relaxing vacation that we've ever taken it was we stayed at the top of this mountain overlooking it was just extraordinary and it was at a time that we needed a break so badly and we just soaked in every little bit of that vacation so that would be my favorite vacation i think one of my favorite courses is in indiana and I'm going to have a hard time thinking about what the name of it is. Um, it's at Baden Springs. Um, I think it's a Donald Ross course or something. Anyway, it's we've played so many different great courses. Locally, yeah. we've played. Uh, there's so many courses locally to there play are, as well. They really are. And they're just beautiful and each one's different. And it, it does sort of take us out of that work mode mm-hmm. and allows us to enjoy nature. And we take that big, deep breath and it's like, right. oh. Until that one shot where you're frustrated <laughs> again. Well, yeah, you have to have a few Gosh. of those good shots. Great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's all I look for is one good shot on 18 holes and then I'm coming back. You know, mm-hmm. like. That's the way it works. Good enough for me. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. We don't take it it too seriously. That's awesome. Because it is the it's it's the only place that we can kind of relax. And we try to turn off the phones. Well, I try to turn off the phones at some point. If the phone rings too many times, Scott threatens to throw my phone in the lake. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it hasn't happened yet. Thank goodness. But. So you and Scott were in similar industries, yes, right? And he's correct. still in yes. broadcasting. Yes. How did you two meet? In college. In college. Yeah, we we both went to Bowling Green State University. Okay. We actually met in the radio campus radio station. Oh, that's funny. Um, awesome. He claims that he looked across the room as I was doing the newscast, and he said, "I'm going to marry that girl." Wow. Yep. It took him a it took him a while to convince me. <laughs> uh, we became really best friends mm. first, yeah, the and zone. and then you know it blossomed at that at some point it blossomed. Yeah, and yeah, we did. We were when we were, and that's an interesting thing too. As we were looking through every every different city that we've lived in, 
we traveled around quite a bit. When we graduated from college, we were in Toledo. Then we went to Milwaukee. Then we went to Charleston, West Virginia. Then we went to Youngstown, back to Toledo. And then here, we did all of that. And he got a job in radio. I got a job in TV. He got a job in radio. I got a job in TV. And then honestly, when we came here, it's like, okay, I I need to take a break. Mm -hmm. We did have the two little kids. And he has been a superstar at 700 WLW. And I'm super proud of him. Uh, smartest guy I know. Don't tell him that I said that. <laughs> Make sure he doesn't hear this podcast. Oh, no, gosh, no. He probably won't listen to this <laughs> I remember when you said, you want to go on Scott Sloan's radio show in 700 WLW? And I was like, Sloan, wait a second. And I never clicked. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're like, yeah, it's my husband. And I'm like, no way. Not everybody does make that connection. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny. I've been actually at the closing table with clients that I've been with almost every day for two months. And all of a sudden they go, wait a minute. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> so funny. So neat. So where but, are you originally from? Tiffin, Ohio, which okay. is Northwest Ohio. Yeah, I yeah. Nice. yeah, and Scott's originally from Buffalo. That's why he. Oh, uh, Bills I, fan. I've huh? been. I've been. Yes, it's it's tough. I'm, <laughs> I'm a Bills wife. There's for, are, that's for they sure. They are diehard. They are, they, they we've are fans we've traveled sure. a lot to go watch Buffalo Bills games that's and awesome. Sabers games and stuff like that. So, but that's fun too. It's just it's just part of our, you know, being together. That's the most important thing because when we're, when you deal with the public each and every day, all the time, and you have to be on, mm-hmm. sometimes it's nice to just take a break yeah. and not be on all sure. the time. Relax Absolutely. the mind. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's awesome. So to kind of, before we wrap up, so one of the last things we want to ask you about is advice that you might have for our listeners, whether it be you know, a newer agent or maybe somebody looking to buy or sell. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, though, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to one of our other partners. Back to Back Ministries is actually uh, the owner of the studio that we're in, and they're very generous to let us use this space. So, yeah. uh, But Back to Back Ministries is a global nonprofit or- orphan care organization with their sights set on providing care for today and hope for every tomorrow. From Cincinnati, Ohio to Hyderabad, India, staff teams around the world are stepping into hard stories and choosing to stay. To learn more about the work Back to Back does, how can how you can get involved, and why a global team won't stop until every child is known and loved, visit backtoback.org today. So we're very yeah, grateful for, for yeah, Back to Back sharing this That's great. wonderful studio. And this is this is a beautiful facility. <laughs> yeah. really and very nice. convenient for you as well. It's really nice. Great yeah. mics. Everything's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, as we get ready to kind of wrap things up, sure. um, what advice do you have for our listeners today? Well, if I'm if I'm giving advice to agents, mm-hmm. again, it's all about building relationships. If you want to grow your business, you number one, the secret sauce, answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Number two, you do have to be available. You need to let the public know who you are and what you're all about. Uh, you can do that through social media. But the biggest thing always is to get involved get involved in your community make relationships that are true and real Mm -hmm. and once people know what you do as you're making those relationships you will get their business you will earn their trust you Mm -hmm. will earn their 
just they will be able to um they will be able to actually refer you business because mm -hmm. they believe in you and yeah. know enough about you so yeah. that's that's the that's the definitely the thing that i would always tell agents be true to yourself know people and answer your phone answer the phone <laughs> yeah. providing great service i love that absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely yeah, and then as far as buyers and sellers you know real estate agents are extremely important in the process and it, we take our business most agents take their business very very seriously and mm -hmm. we're constantly learning you know there's more there's laws there's rules there's yeah. oh, so many things and the liability piece of selling a piece of property or buying a piece of property if you do not know what you don't know <laughs> because you haven't done it for a long time um that's why you need a real estate agent and that's, that's why awesome. we're so important absolutely love it couldn't agree more well, thank you, Michelle, for coming on today. Thanks, guys. I know it's it, it's not the same as uh, as being on a national broadcast or anything like oh, that. Oh, this we, is going to go viral. We Are try. you kidding? There we go. Oh my there gosh! Go. <laughs> Absolutely. Get the right people on, and here we go. So, but yeah. thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. Yeah, thank today you. Letting us share it. your story and and your support of the industry in general. Yeah. Um, you're doing big things, and we're just so excited to to be able to follow you and, and, and grow relationships with you as well. So yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for coming right. on and we wish you the best of luck. Oh, thanks. All right.